existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The last order conversation David Jason Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum This is John Elliott And this is Patrick Riccardi And this week, we're doing Clip Show! It's our 100th episode, which means we've been doing this for two years exactly. And we don't feel like working, so we're just going to show clips of our best of episodes over the years. Yeah, it took me a long time to compile all these. It took me a long time to help pick out what we should have, because we had so many great episodes to choose from. So many. Nearly 100. Uh, Well, I said good episodes. Oh, right. So two. Right. Yeah, even so, it was difficult picking through those two for all these clips. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, We're both a bit under the weather, so it may sound funny, and I'm probably going to be sniffling the whole time. But luckily, I mean, it'll mostly be clips, so, you know, nobody will You won't notice? Yeah. Uh, Although, sometimes we had under the weather while we were doing these clips, so please don't be surprised by that. Yeah, if you hear me sniffling during the clips, it's... uh, I'm I'm generally under the weather. Um, I will I will mention though, uh, since it's our hundredth episode, uh, that I uh, I went on uh, antidepressants and uh, they're working like a miracle, man. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, you know, did you did you realize uh, not everybody's always talking about you behind your back and uh, laughing at you when you walk by? It's pretty great. I haven't come to that realization. Now yet. you need to get on the medication. Um, I still have to show that bus driver what for. Yeah, that bus driver. He's been our nemesis since episode one. Well, your mm-hmm. nemesis. But, you know, mine because I got your back. Right. By which I mean I, I touch your, your booty. And I have your front. Uh, well, I think we know what that means. My knee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so we combed through the archives to bring you guys some of these uh what we consider our best well what was really voted on by listeners as our best right clips um it was it was a a twitter poll yeah our listener again i should be more uh on the nose with that um but uh, so this first one is uh from one of our earliest shows uh 1985 and uh this was an interesting episode this was a when Pat and I got into an argument about which song was better, uh, we built this city by Starship or St. Elmo's Fire, parentheses, man in motion, in parentheses, by John Parr. Um, both big hits near the end of 85. Uh, yeah, I, I guess this was probably around November 85 we did this one. Yeah. Uh, yep. Tape recorder and everything. This is this was old school high tech. Old school podcasting. Uh, yeah, we got together in the uh, AV room of our high school, um, mm-hmm. and and just did this uh, for basically nobody, uh, because podcasts didn't technically exist yet. Um, but we did try to uh, play them over the PA one day. I remember we snuck into the principal's office. Yeah, Mr. Donderlinger wouldn't have anything to do with that. Nothing. He was not having it. Um, he gave and we us... tried to pass the tapes around, but people just basically took the tapes and taped radio stations over it, so yeah. that didn't work at all. Yeah, it was a rough time for podcasting, 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we both got a good caning for that, that those shenanigans. But uh, anyway, 
All right, let's listen to our argument from 1985. Yeah, so, dude, I think it's crazy that you would think San Elmo's Fire is a better song than We Built This City. First of all, number one, uh, number one, I to emphasize, uh, We Built This City, number one song. San Elmo's Fire, number two on the charts. So you're going by popular appeal. Is that, uh, is that not, how you judge music now? Uh, you only this, like number one songs? Uh, sometimes the public, the general public, is right, and uh, and I think this was a case where they were. They said John Parr, nope, not quite good enough. Have you watched the movie? I have watched the movie, and uh, it's so a, obviously you must have had your eyes closed because the movie is so touching, and the song just brings it all out to you. Listen, there's nobody. Nobody doubts the movie is a brilliant piece of filmmaking. Uh, how can you go wrong with Judd Nelson fresh off his Breakfast Club success? And I Ali like Sheedy. We're on the record to make the prediction right now that Judd, uh, Judd Nelson is going to be the most popular of that group. No yeah. doubt. Oh, no, without a doubt. I mean, Within 10 years, he will have seven or eight Oscars and will probably live in a mansion on the moon. I, do, I don't think anybody's doubting that. And... And of course, uh, Mister, the most maybe the most charismatic actor working today, Andrew McCarthy. Right. Uh, yeah. He's probably got a really good career ahead of him too. I wouldn't be surprised if he was number one box office hit. Yeah. And the the rest of the people, I I imagine, are just going to go the wayside because you can't have all stars. But those no. two. I mean, are... Rob Lowe's definitely headed for the dustbin of history. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a pretty boy. There's nothing else to him. No. He won't be on. Uh, great tv shows in the future or anything i don't even think you know like well these are movie stars i don't know why you're bringing up tv shows now that's that. what i'm saying he won't he won't even be the level of being yeah. on tv shows so. he might maybe do commercials yeah like uh like are your dentures working <laughs> uh anyway uh but but back to, back to the topic i i i just think it's well you know what Let's uh, let's listen to a, a clip of of Starship, and then we can listen to a clip of your song, and and we'll get a better idea. Here's a clip of Starship. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and energy from that by it, energy do you mean vomit but i i can't believe you're saying this this song it it touches a chord in people's hearts 
obviously. Because, you know what? And when they say we built, because it's about rocking. And, and when they say we built this city, you know what city they're talking about. It's San Francisco, because that's where they're from. San Francisco, that's... home to uh, the Grateful Dead and Santana and Journey, widely regarded as the most rocking outfits of all time. Uh, the only the only the only way this song would be good is if Muppet sang it. Other than that, it's a piece of crap. I that will never happen. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying that's the only way it would be worth listening to. Otherwise, they just bury it, bury it deeply under your beloved San Francisco. Oh my God! You so, listen to Saint Elmo's Fire, talking about touching a chord in your heart. It it moves you. Of of course, it moves you because it it's called a man in motion. It's it's about. Did you know originally it wasn't for the movie? It was written for a a, a, a beautiful strong man who went across the, the great nation of Canada in a wheelchair. I don't think we built this city has a has a backing like that. Well, all right. You you know what? Before we argue this more, let's, let's, let's take a song. listen to Saint Elmo's Fire. Here you go. Aren't you happy now? I'll be where the eagles flying higher and higher. I, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. And uh, I just want to say, uh, I just made that phrase up here in 1985. So if uh, people in the future, if you start using it, please remember to cite me and maybe not uh, overuse it so much that it becomes a hacky phrase. Thank you. That is a good phrase. I'm glad you made that up. Yeah, I was kind of proud of it. But ugh, the, the guy sounds like he's uh, constipated or something. He's constipated with love. Listen, those are terrible lyrics. You want to hear some great lyrics? Uh, Starship? Knee deep in the hoopla. I don't, I don't even know what that means. But, you know, they they come from, uh, you know, they started in the 60s as uh, Jefferson Airplane. And they, they were very psychedelic. So I, I think they're just, like, blowing minds with this shit. I'll play it now. Uh, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's take a listen. Someone always playing Corporation games Who cares they're always changing Corporation names 
Still sucks. I think I think my point has been made by it, but you obviously don't agree yet. Uh, no, I it, it, I will I will say it's uh, bad. But if you listen to some Ace and Animals Fire, it is good. That's the difference between the two songs. Oh, one's so good, you're saying yours is good and mine's bad? Yes. Well, let's go to the audio and check. Okay, this will be proof. <laughs> So good. I, so good. I, I just had to change my diaper oh, it, it, because it made me uh, take a big old uh, heaping hairy shit right in my pants. Let's put it this way. Your song, Loved by Dunderlinger. My song, Loved by Normal People Like Me. Listen, even Dunderlinger's right 1% of the time. And in this case, he is right. Because uh, we built this city unites people. I think St. Elmo's Fire divides people. As you said already, it, it, it was written for a Canadian, so yeah, I, I don't think that's flying in Reagan's America. I, I, I can't disagree with you. Play it again. All right, here's We Built the City. Looking out over that Golden Gate Bridge on another gorgeous sunny Saturday and I'm seeing that bumper to bumper traffic. Don't you remember your favorite radio station in your favorite radio city, the city by the bay, the city that rocks the city I think you're right. That is a good definition of Reagan's America. And I want to get out of Reagan's, Reagan's America and go somewhere else in motion. Play St. Elmo's Fire. Just once in his life, a man has 
anybody oh it's because it's about the wheelchair guy now i get it uh it makes it but even it also stupider. works for seeing it, the, the beautiful film cinema's fire that's what's beautiful about the song you can use it in so many different contexts perfect but, song i, I just want to say i don't know why they didn't use molly ringwald in saint almost fire but uh anyway uh let's listen to what we built the city Point John. Negative point. Listen to Same Most Fire. I can hear the music playing. I can see the pandas flying. Feel like a man again. I love my head high. Gonna be a man in motion. All I need is a pair of wheels. Take me where my future's lying. Send down those fire. I can see a new horizon. Underneath the blazing sky. All right, again, I'm just gonna... Good pat. Yeah, so that that was a pretty heated debate. Yeah, we sounded so young. So young. Oh, oh to be that so age much. again, knowing what I know now. Uh, uh, both uh, songs are terrible now. Yeah, of course. Uh, except we built the city. Um, yeah, so what, what you... What's our next clip? I, I think uh, this was decided by our listener. Uh, this was their number two pick. This was a little while ago, maybe last year. It was definitely be- before the antidepressants. It was uh, your previous attempt to get over anger issues was uh, self-hypnotizing yourself. And uh, it seemed to work. And uh, we have a clip about it. Yeah, this was yeah dealing with my anger issues. Um, I got a book on, on self-hypnosis. And uh, tried it out, and I think uh, I think the results will speak for themselves when you listen to this clip. Uh, here you go. And so I said, "Banger! I didn't even mash her." <laughs> oh, uh, these puns are really nice. I love puns. So, off the top of your head, best sitcom ever. Best sitcom ever. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, best sitcom ever. Wow, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with this. I just everything is so good. I just kind of, you know. It's kinda... I gotta say, you sound really calm. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm just grooving on everything right now. That's that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Just get rid of that anger. You know, the, the, it was the, it's the, uh, the, the self hypnosis as I, I talked about briefly earlier. Um, I I used to, to push my anger down 
I guess is what it, you know, bury it deep, deep inside, because it's the best way to uh, get rid of something is to ignore it. And uh, oh, it's definitely working. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. So I can't even decide best anything, best ice cream flavor. I don't know. They're all great. They're all great. Best film director. Oh, wow. Uh, best film director. Probably got to be. Um, I don't know who did Weekend at Bernie's. I think it was uh, probably Coppola or Scorsese. Maybe maybe Wells. I'm going to go with that guy. Oh, Wells. I was thinking I, I really have enjoyed a few of his. Uh, Wes Anderson. What do you think of, of his movies? Oh, wow, man. That's a little little bit of a bummer for me, but I'm, I, you know, I'm cool, you know? Well, yeah, Wes Anderson, not my, not my favorite, maybe. Let's well, say that, it, just not, not my favorite. What do you mean a bummer? Oh, you know. I mean, it sounds like you're so, you're going with the flow and you're so calm. I, I think you know, Wes Anderson would be right up your alley. He's, he kind of goes with the flow. He's, he's calm. Oh, I, I don't know that he so much goes with the flow as he, he hits you over the head with his aesthetic. But you know what? I... I'm not gonna think about that because that's 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 not the way to be cool. Well, I, I think I think we both agree that even if you're not a Wes Anderson fan, you would have enjoyed Moonrise Kingdom. I think. Breathe. You're a good person. You're a beautiful person. Everybody loves you. Are you talking about me? I say, uh, I say uh, I'm not talking to myself. It's a that's uh, a little thing I do. Oh, okay. uh, it's like my mantra. Uh, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree to that necessarily. But you know what? It's uh, it's uh, it's a lovely day. It sounds like you wouldn't agree, but you might not disagree. Keep it together. Keep it together. It's just feelings. They're transitory. No, I would not agree. I would disagree. Disagree. But you would agree that uh, Bill Murray's best work has been in the Wes Anderson movies. It's okay to disagree. It doesn't make you a bad person. Everybody, you know, it's a matter of taste. Matter of taste. And so, uh, well, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, best. I, 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 let, let's get off Wes Anderson, maybe. Oh, it's, was it bothering you to talk about him? Well, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a new person now, so well, that's why I was trying to take advantage of the fact that you're a new person, so we could find finally come to agreement on this great filmmaker. Finally, after years of disagreement, finally we we agree on many other things. Okay, uh, uh, let's let's talk about that. How about the Star Wars prequels? You, I think we both agree those are terrible. Oh, I, I think they're fun to watch. The Star Wars prequels are. Prequels, yeah. This, I mean, this... there's the Jar Jars in there, and that's not so good. But there's other stuff that's worth watching and enjoyable. In your new frame of mind, I thought maybe you'd, you'd agree with me. I don't, can I ask this in uh, with, with the utmost respect and uh, and you know? But have have you lost your goddamn mind? No, I, I, I think the maybe, Star Wars fucking prequels. I think maybe your hypnosis isn't oh, working. Wes Anderson and the Star Wars prequels. This is what you want to talk to me about, and 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 and
I wasn't trying to keep you calm. I thought you were. Well, you didn't. No, you did not. Because you bring two of the most uh, horrible things in pop culture up. And, you know, I'm trying to work on my anger. And and I, I think you're just trying to push my buttons. I, it wasn't intentional. I was trying to find common ground. I, I, I deeply apologize. Well, you should deeply apologize because now all this whole seven days worth of work that I've gone through to make myself a better person for not. For not. Now I have to think of little Anakin and I have to think of uh, Wes Anderson's whimsical bullshit movies that have no emotional center to them. And uh, it just reminds me of what a terrible, shitty place this world is. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go right now and have a drink or six. So thank you very much, sir. Good day. Good day. I said good day. Wow. I forgot all about that uh, self-hypnosis thing. Man, that that really didn't work. No, it, it was kind of scary. Yeah, I'm glad I got off that. That's kind of some magical thinking crap. I, I mean, I don't think most people believe hypnosis really works. Um, but, you know, you live and you learn. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck! Fuck! What's going on over there? What? Oh, nothing. I thought I heard something. Nope. All right. Yeah, it must be the medication. This uh, next clip is kind of exciting. After our REM episodes, we had a special guest. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean, he. I guess somehow he heard about that we did a whole series on REM albums and uh he got in touch with us and uh let us inter- interview him briefly uh and yeah he's a busy guy yeah Although Ed I, episodes of air yeah i don't really know what he's busy with but uh maybe we'll find out in this clip. i thought i just told you right oh sorry I, I you know i have a problem listening to you uh when you speak more than one syllable at a time um but yeah mr michael stipe so um this was a get Yes, it was a get. Uh, we got Michael Stipe in the studio. Uh, well, on Skype, let's be honest. We're not in the same studio, usually. Um, and uh, and so this is what uh, Mr. Stipe had to say. Let's listen to this. This really needs no introduction, I don't think. No. Well, Mr. Stipe, thank you so much for coming in today, or coming on to Skype today. Uh, just... Uh, just Kind of wondering, did you get a chance to listen to our retrospective listening to all of REM's product, products? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, dig, dig them all, dug them all, dug them all. Uh, uh, I think my, my favorite episode was uh, the one where you talked about me. Well, that was every episode. Right, so I liked them all. I loved them all. So did you think our insight into your, into your work was insightful? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What's in the future for Michael Stipe, Mr. Stipe, if I might call you that? Uh, y- you know what? Uh, fuck you, man. Uh, I, I, you don't need to be worrying about my future. I'll take care of my own future. Uh, why don't you worry about your future? What's in your future? I'm Michael Stipe. I don't need no future. I am the future. Stipe out. Yeah, so, I mean, it was... That was an interesting interview. You know, I didn't seem, maybe he wasn't feeling himself that day. Maybe a little, a little hostile. Well, you can never tell with Skype. You can't tell what, what 
people's intentions are. That's true. And maybe I didn't prepare enough for, with my questions. You might have been angry about that. I don't. I don't really. Yeah, know. it could have been like the same questions he always gets from reporters and. Yeah, but I'm. You know, even though it was a short, hostile interview, it was. It was probably the best moments of my life. Yeah, so. it was magical. It, it's strange that I didn't get to get a question in, but you know. Well, I kind of hogged the microphone. Yeah, that's that. all right. I understand. I'm a. Fan. And it was a short interview. You had all this stuff planned that was actually in depth good questions and i just happened to go first and pissed them off but yeah that's the way it goes you know there's no there's no winners here except for me and michael stipe oh yeah uh well, yeah well why don't you set up our next clip uh voted on by our listener well this was a funny th- funny time we're doing our episode as normal and somehow the, a ghost came through skype and started talking and that was it was neat to get his insights into the world. It was cool. Like I, I never had thought about it, but like ghosts, yeah. Why wouldn't they be like cruising through the internet? You know, right? It's a perfect place for them. They don't need a, a corporal, corporeal it, form. Yeah, they, right. it, yeah. It must be a real boon the internet for ghosts. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fucking awesome. Uh, just in theory. I mean, I don't know how great the the actual ghost himself was, but uh, well, we can let people decide for themselves. Um, I, I was it was a thrill to have him on the show. I'm, I think I, th- I think most people who are fans of the show have heard this a few times because we played this in previous clip shows. But you know the the newcomers will get a, get a kick out of this. Yeah, and really, I mean, it never gets old. No, no, yeah. Listen, listening to it, I listened to it plenty of times. It's just a really really neat neat character guy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's go right to it. No more beating around the bush. Man, so this is crazy though. So you're a ghost. Ooh, hey. hey, it's really kind of weird to be on a radio program. Yeah, I, it's I love really... listening to it, but uh, no. I, I'm now I'm on it. I'm like a DJ. Is that what you call yourself, a DJ? Yeah, no, not at all. It's not really not really radio, but. It, it, it's similar. It is similar. Oh, um, I see. I, I'm. Uh, I, I'd like to tell you some stuff that's happening in your future. I, I wait. I, you I, can I, tell the future. Oh yes, as a as a spirit, we travel all through time on, in my past, in my future, in everywhere. Once I died, I knew everything. It is. It is kind of pretty nifty, and I. That kind of makes I me would, want to kill myself. It sounds pretty awesome. It's worth it. I, and I would bet all your listeners will be able to make lots of money over the things I say. I, my first, my first forecast is that in the year 1980—you won't believe this—1982, the price of gas will be one dollar. Oh well, I mean, probably. I know that's hard to believe. I think probably it's hard most... to believe. I worked at a gas station for many years, and we never went above a quarter. But 1982, $1. Yeah. Did you, you are, I've seen the future, and I see now, aside from two states, that people have to pump their own gas. I would be out of a job. It's kind of Yeah, kind of New, New Jersey and uh, Oregon, I think, or Washington. Oregon is correct. You know uh, your gas facts. Sure. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people know their gas facts. Uh, have which you is, ever pumped your own gas? Uh, I've I pump my own gas every time I go, but because oh, bully for you, bully for you, you could do my job. Yeah, because do you, when you pump the gas, does it read a sign read that says "Please do not smoke"? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I'm not even sure we need that sign anymore because I, I don't know when you well, were alive. Well, that sign but... is there because of me. Boom. 
Oh, you're, I am the cause of that sign. Yes. You're the reason for the do not smoke sign on the on the gas. I am a major reason. Boom. So, so you you were smoking uh, while you were pumping gas, I and that's how you died. When I pump... What? No, I smoked when I pumped gas, and the gas flavor ruined the taste. As they say, LSM, FT, and gas in there is not FT. I, I don't know what any of that means. So so you, you didn't die from smoking. Uh, I died from emphysema. Oh, so you, you kind of died from... So, but, but that is the reason... You're one of the reasons uh, that's on there, and, and gas is going to be... Uh, a dollar, a dollar, a gallon. And as I told the owner of the station, you must put a sign up because people will not enjoy those cigarettes. And they did it. You're welcome, America. You are welcome. Well, uh, it's been Boom. interesting talking to you. Uh, uh, thanks. Another fact. Well, yeah. The Exxon Oil Company, which I used to work for, will have a terrible accident. With their ship called the Valdez. Watch out for it. Right. So thank you, future telling ghosts. Uh, I think we've all learned a, a lot from you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, although we've all lived through that. Um, I'm assuming you're from an earlier time and your idea of the future is my idea of the past. But uh, in any case, uh, it's been... Uh, you're welcome. Whatever. Yeah, that was uh, fun. You can see why it's a listener favorite. Yeah, I, I I remember experiencing it. I don't know why I didn't ask any questions though. I think you were entranced just by uh, the by the whole concept. I, that makes I think sense. yeah, you're like gobsmacked. Um, and I have a big gob. You do. You have quite a big gob, and uh, it's very worthy of smacking. Um. And this this next clip, this was a uh, a Christmas episode. Um, I think probably last year, maybe maybe it was 2013. I can't remember. Um, but it was the rare rare occasion where we you were on the East Coast and we we ran out of studio for the episode. So yeah, kind of... yeah, I was back in Philly um, and New York. You know, traveling between the two, but uh, we got together in I Philadelphia. Think the words betwixt. Yes, I was betwixt. I was in Jersey, really. Uh, Oh, so so we got together. Yeah, rented a rented out a whole studio. Um, really Which is pricey. Pretty. Yeah, but it was worth it. It was Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Treat yourself, because um, nobody else will. Let's face it, we're men in our forties. Why would people buy us presents? So we we bought ourselves a present and rented out a studio. Uh, uh, right, like right around. I think it was Christmas Eve actually that we did mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yep. yeah, during the day. Um, and uh, Pat brought uh, a special guest. It was very interesting. Uh, I don't know if guest is the right word, but, well, listen to it, and, and you'll figure out what we're talking about. Yeah, so I'm here in the studio waiting for Pat to show up. Uh, it's, uh, this week we're probably going to talk about I, – I think we're just going to do a Christmas-themed episode somehow. It's hey, John. Free, hey, what? Dude. What do you think? What the hell is that? It's a Christmas goose. So my family has a tradition of, of slaying the Christmas goose. We take it out to a farm in Jersey and chop its head off, basically. I, I, th- I know how Christmas works. But... Well, I'm just letting you know. And this year, I decided to give it a presidential pardon on the podcast. 
you're pardoning your family's Christmas goose. Yeah, no way is he going to die. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I want the gander to live. So, wait, is it a gander? Oh, see, you're bringing a, first of all, Livestock. people still eat Christmas goose? That's we don't like, eat it. We I, just get, we just kind of get off on the killing of an animal. You just like killing it, yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, and you go home and have some ham. But but you brought this goose into the studio. Yeah, uh, I just, this is, have you ever, have you ever witnessed the president give a turkey a pardon on Thanksgiving? This is, is, is reminiscent of that. And we're going to have, we'll probably have him on the microphone, the Christmas goose that I'm pardoning, and maybe he'll thank us for letting him live. I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of that, except that you're not a president and people don't really eat goose. So it's really not that similar, but isn't it? You're right. It is. Man, that thing is loud. Yeah, sorry. Is it I mean, is it safe? Like I don't. I heard geese are kind of mean, man. It's <laughs> geese are mean when he's stupid. I'm, I'm, the... I'm, I am stupid. Hey, hey! Oh, whoa! I guess he's a little. He kind of bit my arm there. Jesus, listeners, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Did he? He's he, he well, he, right on my toe. Whoa! Did he draw? He right, drew blood for me. Yeah, right through my shoe. Whoa, man, he's got razor beak? But uh, now that he has a taste of blood, I'm not so sure about this pardon. Yeah, he's got a crazed look in his eye. Well, don't they all? Exactly! Every living thing aside from me. Yes. Uh, Well, you and koala bears. Oh, yeah. Father, fuck! Dude, uh, he should (laughs) have brought a leash for him. So fast! He's like speeding around like the Flash. What's that engineer guy's name? Maybe he'll come in and help us, because this is getting ridiculous. Ow! Daryl Babildamonk? Yeah, Daryl. Got me in! (laughs) He's looking at us with the same look as the goose! Dude, I'm kind of... Ow! Okay, we can do this. Uh, Yeah. Wait a minute! Bleeding pretty heavily. Why is the door locked? How? Daryl! Daryl, fulfill the bomb. I'm not even going to try to say that name, but why wouldn't you? Oh my god, that hurts! This goose, this. Oh shit, it landed on my head. Alright, I, I can't make any sudden moves. I didn't know geese could fly. Oh, I'm thinking of chickens. Uh, oh, it's, I mean, stretches. let me get my phone out. I want to take a picture of this. I'll turn the flash off, please, don't worry. Please, thank you. Oh shit! Oh my god! Oh my head! Oh, ah! I missed my brain! Ah, I can ah! see my brain! Ah! Yeah. So, uh, wow, man, I That's forgot how. That's to hear. It, I it, don't. It, I didn't know how that ended. Yeah. Well, be, it, the goose actually killed us both in that episode. So. I guess you don't remember when something like that happens. I I would think you would. You probably block it out, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we both died, and that's kind of a traumatic event. In a I've not. Life. I want to. I want to say, I've not pardoned a goose since then. I've learned my lesson. Good. I mean, uh, yeah. I'd I'd hate to die again. You know, I already died once in Nam. Right. And, uh, right. Yeah. And and now this. So. Uh, I died in Kitty Nam. Kitty Nam. Mm-hmm. Oh, like at uh, Epcot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was. But instead of in the shit, I was in the poop. Yeah, yeah, you're in the poop when you're in Kitty Nom. Um, I, uh, yeah, that's actually that's not my one of my favorite. I don't know why our listener picked that. Uh, this is kind of no, painful I, actually to listen to. Well, the, the, it's pretty clear that as most of our listeners do, our, this listener that picked out the the clips is it has a lot of animosity towards us. Right. That right. Might be reason. I, which you know we're used to at this point, I guess. And we ex- we expect. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, and I'll, I don't know what the word means. In a strange way, we kind of appreciate. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that was. Those were some. Uh, that was a good section of clips. Um, I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick break here, and then uh, we'll yeah. come back with more of our clip show hundredth episode, two years to the day. Uh, Yay. I go by the Babylonian calendar, which is uh, seven point uh, fifty weeks of seven point three days. Um, so, which most people do, I, I imagine nowadays. I would think, uh, especially hipsters. Yeah, the the uh, so our our two year anniversary and our hundredth episode is great. Um, and we are using that calendar like the hipsters, ironically. Yes, of course, We're, of course, we use it ironically. I mean, I know, I know, a real year is um, three hundred and ninety seven days. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, 54 weeks, so I'm I'm educated, but it's fun. It's 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 just a fun thing to kind of tweak the older generation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's take a break, and we'll come back with more clips. See you in a minute. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shanmiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Brian Stucker's creation The land of the Thracians and we're back yes i hope you enjoyed that break and the next clip is well i don't know what happened i think it was the the time we both opened a coke at the same time and said i forget we what we the exact words and i don't want to say them again because i don't want to happen to happen well, I, again. Think, I think unless we see them at the both at the same time so i think we said jinx buy me a coke buy me a coke and that's that's i hope we don't do that again actually anyway we switched bodies we we did we switched bodies uh and it was a real freaky friday type uh thing Um, i thought it was a real parent trap type thing (laughs) if you know what i mean i i to me it was kind of a a dr doolittle type thing Okay, I don't, I don't care for you calling me that, but okay. I apologize. Let's listen to the clip. Let's go. And that's why America will never equal any other country because Ronald Reagan sucks. Thoughts, yeah. Pat? You really, you really have it in for Reagan. I mean, well, I love the guy, but I, I dream of killing him every night. I don't think. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not sure that's the healthiest attitude, John, but... Yeah. I don't go for healthy. That's why I eat bacon cheeseburgers every night for dinner. 
because I'm not going for healthy. And I eat, uh, I eat kale shakes every night for dinner. And that's why you're a disgusting individual. Well, it's also well, I'll, and you'll I, die I'll, die alone. Outlive you. I think that's alone. a bit harsh, but and anyway. So, what's been going on with you, Pat? Ah, nothing. You know, I've been uh, watching a lot of Muppets and uh, eating my kale shakes. And well, this I just last night I went to Sketchfest with Viv, and it was awesome. Oh, what'd you see? Um, the reunion of the cast of Taxi. Oh, that sounds Everyone neat. except for Danny DeVito. Oh, was, no, no Danny DeVito. That was really cool. I got autographs of everyone, and I actually punched Tony Danza. It was all in fun. Well, I hope Tony Danza was okay with it, because, no offense, I think he could probably beat you down pretty hard. Well, like I said, it was all in fun, so I had fun. Well, that's good. Um, I've I've been, uh, like I said, eating a lot of kale shakes. Uh, uh, I was listening to uh, your favorite band, prepare for this upcoming episode, Husker Do. Husker Do it is, Pat, and they are yeah. the best band. Yeah, and Husker Do. How'd you like it? Eh, I don't know. I mean, well, did you listen to it? Over and over, or did you listen to it just once and give up? I and did couldn't. you listen to it with headphones, or did you listen to it in the air like an idiot? I I couldn't. I listened to it in the air like an idiot, but I guess according to you, and uh, I couldn't listen to it over and over. You know, I mean, some there there was like a couple songs that were pretty neat, but overall, it's just a little too. I guess you have to be on an intellectual plane above yours to really enjoy the greatness of Husker Du. Well. Maybe, maybe that's why, I mean, if you say so, I guess, uh, but you know, I was like, of the, of the 80s groups you like, Husker Du is... Good day! All right. I said good day, sir. Okay. Uh, well, have a delicious afternoon, everybody. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, or not, you know. Well, I have... Uh, two words for that experience, or is it one word with a hyphen? I well don't know. hung. Well hung. Yeah, we'll leave that in the air, uh, so to speak. People can figure out exactly which one of us he's referring to. I mean, since we weren't ourselves, it's kind of a, a conundrum anyway. Um, uh, but, you know, I like ambiguity. Um, yeah, our next clip. We kind ha- of a public service episode. This, this clip comes from. Yeah, well, you know, we invite listeners to come on the show, and uh, this guy was like, hey, I got an idea. Um, but And then it turned out he was kind of uh, shilling for his uh, charity, which is cool. You know, we're yeah we're all yeah. for charity. Um, uh, but it turned, yeah, kind of a, maybe a little bit of a weird charity. Um, I'll let, let the guy speak for himself. I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, you, I, you, you guys probably remember this one, but uh, in case you don't, here, here it is. So how does it how does it work? Do do the homeless ask for them, or do you just give them to them even if they don't want them? Well, so here's how my my charity works. It's uh it's uh called Rats for the Ragged, and uh, we we provide helper rats to the homeless. Uh, sometimes, see, here's the problem with the homeless. 
sometimes they work against their own interests. So they say they don't want it, even though you know this would be a great help to them. So we do force it upon them is a strongly worded way to put it, but we do we do, do a little of that, yes. Uh, helper rats for the homeless. Uh, because we don't like to see those homeless out on the street with dogs because we feel bad for the dogs. But uh, rats, rats are used to living on the street and uh, can be very helpful to the homeless in, in other ways than dogs. How not much? So, not so great for, for uh, the, the uh, crusty punks, you know, on the side of the road with their dog for uh, sympathy so much. If you see a rat, you're less likely to pull over and hand somebody a dollar. But uh, it's a, I have a weird accent, don't I? It's almost southern, but not quite. Anyway, you go ahead. Well, how much training is involved in training these rats? How much work is I get? I'm imagining that's where the most of your resources go to is is training the rats. Well, as you know, if you've read the tome, uh, rats more cunning than man. Rats are very smart animals. Uh, that's why they use them to uh, figure out mazes. When they when people get lost in those big uh, hedge mazes, mm-hmm. uh, they, that's why they send rats in to, to rescue them. Uh, rats are very smart animals. And uh, they are, as the book says, more cunning than man. So uh, uh, these rats don't need much training. You know, uh, we we implant electrodes and whatnot into their little brains, and uh, you know, it just it, 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 I don't I don't know the science of it necessarily, but uh, but someone does. Somebody does exactly. Yeah. Who? Well, maybe not in our organization, but somebody somewhere. Uh, and what exactly do the rats do for for the homeless? Well, they they uh, help them retrieve food out of the that's fallen into the gutter, which uh, a dog can do for you. Let's be let's be honest. Uh, uh, they can they can help uh, gnaw off so, festering boils while the homeless are sleeping. So these these animals they they're they're trained to come back to their their new. How are they how are they trained to be? attached to one individual is is my worry that you're putting all these rats into the streets and what if the rats just say i don't want to hang out with this guy i'm going to go on my own with my rat friends oh oh yes they go through an obedience training and uh so we use the homeless person's smell and uh as you know homeless people have a distinct smell but it is different from each individual to individual so we we bond the rat through uh the odiferous process i think that's what scientists call it and what is the end game if, if these ragged, as you call them, get off the streets and get a get a job? And do they bring their rats with them, or does that rat get passed on to the next person? Well, sure. I, I mean, a rat's never going to stop helping, is it? You you don't know much about rats. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then they have a, a pet rat. You know, they can they can take it for walks. You know, uh, keep it in their home in a in a fish tank or whatnot. So uh, the idea is the rat is 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 helping these unfortunates get out of their unfortunate circumstances and move along to a to a, a good life. Well, of course, yes. The rats have been trained into uh, uh, how to fill out a resume, um, and uh, so they just the way they do it is uh, they use a kind of Morse code, uh, which we also have to teach the homeless. Uh, they they bite into a piece of paper for that's their language, but you know each bite is distinctive. And uh, it's, well, I'm wondering, do the rats know Microsoft Word? The mats do know the rats. Excuse me, do not the replacements. The the you know the uh, the nickname for the replacements was the mats. I don't know why that is. Uh, the rats do know Microsoft Word as well as Excel and uh, Outlook. 
And I don't want to tell you your business, but I think instead of having a charity, perhaps you could have a temp agency hiring the rats out to companies. Well, you see, the corporate world is not too keen on having rats in their office. In fact, uh, in the corporate world, they tend to call exterminators when they see rats in the building. Oh, so you've tried this? No, of course, of course. Oh, I'm I mean, that would be a real money maker for for us. We wouldn't have to be a charity. We'd be a would be a temp agency. Uh, that's where the real money is. It's not in it's not in charitable uh, uh, organizations. Uh, in any case, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful program. And it uh, sounds I'm I'm very happy you came on the show. Why? Thank you. And now I have to go. Goodbye. Yeah, that guy was kind of a weirdo, but uh, you know he's. Have you heard to... from him? I haven't. I I tried to look up his, uh, what was it? Rats for the Ragged. Um, I, I googled it and and it seemed like the website hadn't been updated for quite a while. Um, Did it have one of those under construction and under construction was like a mouse eating cheese? What it it was a mouse eating cheese. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, because that's like, how they construct yeah. things. Well, right. Um, I don't know why it was a mouse instead of a rat, but you know it's. It's, it's it's a graphics. rat's more vermin like and nobody wants to go to a website with a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is the weird thing about his his little presentation. I didn't want to bring it up to him, but I think it's mice who go through mazes. Yeah, I I'm not sure this guy was as on the ball as he pretended to be. Yeah. Well, um, he had an idea and he was running with it, so more power to him. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, sir, whatever your name is. We never caught that, I don't think. Um We did, but it's at the beginning, it wasn't in that clip. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel like going to the beginning. Um, so next, oh, next is kind of, I was, this was before the show got going and it was when you were trying to host the show with, with someone else, right? Is yeah. This, so this was, uh, a frequent, uh, later guest, Neil Egan. Uh, and yeah, we, we tried to, we tried to do a show together and, um, it, it didn't work out quite as well as our show has. I mean, he's great as a guest, um, as a co-host, we had, uh, some issues, let's say, but, um, well, just listen to it. You'll you'll see why I decided to go with Pat. Here we go. Yeah, so it's uh, me, John, and Neil here with our our podcast, our you know our first foray foray <laughs> into podcasting, a uh, pop culture conversation, and uh, we're talking now about the um, sitcoms, like our our favorite sitcoms. So uh, yeah, classic sitcoms. Classic sitcoms. So obviously for me. Uh, this is 2012. The Cosby Show really stands out, of course. Um, you mean as an all-time classic? All-time classic. Cosby, how can you get... Okay, well, I, I mean, it has a huge reputation. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, I guess that's a predictable one. I mean, like, you know, Cheers, The Cosby Show, all that stuff. But I don't know. It's just like I, I feel like I've seen clips. I've seen a little bit here and there, but... It's like there's so much more new innovative stuff going on now that kind of I just feel like it breaks the mold, you know, like uh, shows like Archer shows like, I don't know, uh, stuff that's going on in adults. Um, like, whatever. It, I, Cosby show. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I would say mm, maybe classic, but not the best. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Well, I mean, what do you want from me? I, well, that's my opinion. Listen, Cosby show is shown on Nick at Night. And uh, me, TV, and whatever else they have in reruns, and will be in perpetuity. You know, I, 
I don't. I doubt that two years from now, uh, something's going to happen to change people's perception of Cosby in the American public's consciousness. Uh, whereas I mean, Archer is is for children. It's a cartoon. It is inherently an adult show. Whereas Cosby is fucking canned laughter and uh, you know, like a forced you know premise every single time. Like, oh, here's the lesson you got to learn. Uh, big deal. Like, what? That's just that doesn't speak to me any. I I, I don't understand how. Oh, right, right. That, we, we're, we're, that show gets so glorified, and everybody like wants to kiss its ass. It's right. Crazy. God forbid anybody try to teach some kind of moral lesson to the young. Hey, let's just have a shit and dick jokes all day. Why don't we? Why don't we do that? That's even, that sounds. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's like we're trying to have a, a debate here, but all you seem to want to do is attack me, and I, you know, I'm just, I I don't understand. Okay. I have an opinion. You know, why can't you just like get with that? Respect that. I have an opinion. Uh, uh, because I don't respect your opinion, quite frankly, and uh, you know, I, <laughs> what, I you don't like your... Archer. You, you don't. You can't even let, let let Archer be in the same category as the, the Precious Cosby Show. No, Co- Cosby is beloved by millions. Well, you know, I mean, like this is like this is what I'm talking about. Every time we're trying to con- kind of find some kind of common ground, it doesn't seem like you want any kind of common ground with me, man. Like, how are we supposed to do this show? Well. I don't know. I mean, get better taste. What else can I say to you? Oh man, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, this is. I, you know, you really, you really push it, man. You really. Push oh, it, oh I push it. Yeah, I'm edgy. Oh, I'm so edgy. I don't like Archer. I like the Cosby Show. That's what all the edgy people are saying nowadays. Come on. You know, John, I don't, I don't think that this is gonna work. I just think that you know, I, I can't take it, and I, I don't understand how you're gonna possibly. You can't have a conversation with me if you're going to act this way. You know what? Uh, maybe you crawl up out of my dick hole, and uh, how about you go fuck yourself? How's that? So uh, until next time, fuck off, everybody. Yeah, so Wait. that was uh, that was the the aborted John and Neil podcast. That was really fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. Yes. For- oh, of course. It was, you know, it, it was kind of a beautiful thing. It's... Listening back to it, it's kind of sad I didn't uh, get off the ground. But you know, that's that's the way of the entertainment world. Can I call us part of the entertainment world? I don't even know if you can call us part of the world. That's true. Uh, well, this is our our last clip, um, and uh, this was another big get for us. Oh yeah, this is amazing. Um, maybe I mean for me personally. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, I grew up with both uh, Michael Stipe and her, but I didn't have a huge crush on Michael Stipe like I did her. So um, uh, Molly Ringwald I got to interview Molly Ringwald, um, and Queen of the Rat Pack. I think we could safely call her. Oh yeah. Uh, Nothing to do with charity. No, no, not that. Not that guy. That somewhat southern, uh, somewhat indiscriminate. Uh, uh, Voiced, dude. Not voiced is not the right word, but I can't think of it. Um. Anyway. Uh. Accented. Uh. Yeah. Molly Ringwald, my 15-year-old self, was jumping for joy, talking to her. Um. I actually had a girlfriend when I was 15 that looked a lot like Molly Ringwald. Um. So you know, I felt like I was I was entirely justified in uh talking to her. Uh. You were out for this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I think. Yeah. You. We of course, actually, I didn't have a huge crush on her like you did. No, yeah, you're a bit younger than I was, so you had more of a crush on Betty Rubble. Um, 
who we didn't who we weren't able to get for this this podcast we tried busy yeah um but yeah anyway uh i don't know why why should we be talking when you guys can listen to the uh lovely molly ringwald uh here we go all right and we're back with molly ringwald uh i just have to say i had a huge crush on you when i was 15 probably like all of america um but you know 16 candles in the breakfast club thank you so much i hear it all the time but every time i hear it it makes me happy yeah sure no no problem i mean i'm just being honest um so where let's let's get into your your pat like your non-famous life a little more so where did you grow up uh i grew up in germany germany really mm-hmm. not what wikipedia says but you know wikipedia is wrong a lot um I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they say you grew up in Roseville, California. Uh, just I've been so. to California, of course, to film my many movies. But uh, yeah, why, why don't you list some there. of those? List some of those movies for us. Bringing Up Baby. Um, six, as you said, Sixteen Candles. Yeah, sure. Breakfast Club. Uh, Terminator Three. Terminator Four. The Analyzer. Uh, oh, I just check my IMDb. You'll see them all. Yeah. Well, that's strange. I don't remember you in most of those. Uh, you but, don't remember me in 16 Candles? That's well, one of my biggest roles. No, sure. I remember you in 16 Candles, yeah. Yeah, she's got boobies. Um, well, as I, I tell my husband, Mike Love, um, people only remember what they want to remember. Wait, so you're married to Mike Love of the Beach Boys? Yes. Yes. Madly in love. Oh, I, wow. That's not on here either. I mean, I... I really want to guess because he's kind of a, seems like a huge asshole. Um, and also maybe at least 40 years older than you, 30? Love but is blind. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, assholes get get married all the time. It's, it's true. Uh, he's He might appear to be an asshole, but he's a very, very loving, nice man. And my husband. Okay. Mike Love. I'm, yeah, I know. I won't push it. I, I, no, I heard you the first time. Um Wow, uh, intro. I'm learning so much about you. Um, and it says here you uh, you've also uh, done some some albums. Like you've you've or you did a album. You you recorded an album recently. No, that's not true. Oh, I mean, it's even got a, a picture of the album cover and, and 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 like the the track listing. Oh, well, spoken word is. I thought you meant like a singing. I'd let my husband do the singing. I did do it, put out a, a, a album of spoken word poetry. Oh, no. I mean, this is an album of you singing jazz standards. Okay. I, I mean, you're Molly Ringwald. I'm I'm just, you know. Perhaps they call it jazz standards because I read my poems with jazz playing in the background, as I do most everything. Oh, like, a, like the beatnik style? I don't know what that refers to. Sure. Um, uh Wow, so you're married to Mike Love. You grew up in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you speak German? I assume. No. Oh, all right. Um, uh, that's what happens when you make assumptions. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, wow. So you're you're much actually, your life is much different than wh- where do you live now? We we have houses all over the place, but mostly we live in, we live in Connecticut. That's interesting. I thought you lived in France, but 
Okay. Never uh, been to France. Really? This is just goes to show you should not believe everything you read on the internet. I'm starting to... I mean, don't take any offense, but you don't really sound a lot like Molly Ringwald. And, and Well, that's another thing. People don't sound the same on the internet. That's true. It's always strange hearing your own voice uh, recorded. And it's, it's strange hearing your former crush's voice recorded yeah. over Skype. No, I guess that's true. We tend to idealize the past and romanticize it. Um, but if you listen to my spoken word album, I am sure I would sound the same in both. All right. Well, this... It, huh. Would you like me to read one of my poems? Yes, please. I won't. Okay. You have to buy the album here. Oh, all right. Now, now that's fair enough. I mean, why give away product for free, especially in this day and age? You know, everybody's downloading things from uh, Napster and whatnot. Uh, you sound a lot like Mike. It's not. I don't take that as a compliment, but um, in any I case, this one. It, it's. Uh, I mean, it's been. It's been interesting talking to you and, and learning about your career. Um, any, I gotta any... go. Goodbye. Oh, all right. Well, that was Molly Ringwald, everybody. My former crush, and uh, emphasis on the word former. So uh, I, I guess that. Well, you know, she left like way before we were supposed to end this. But uh, so, uh, so I guess I'll just go on by myself, as you know, Pat's not here. Um, you know, why don't we take a break, and uh, I'll try to figure out what to do. We'll be right back. Yeah, that was, I mean, weird interview. Uh, I might have even called her Pat in the beginning. I can't remember, but, uh, you know, I'm so used to having you there. there. Yeah, Yeah. uh, every time I listen to it, I can't believe how different her life is than what I thought. Yeah, I I I didn't know her as well as you. I mean, her story as well as you, but it was way different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I thought she'd, you know, grown up in California and was living in France now and wrote a book and, and did an album, but, you know. Who knows? I've never even heard of Liza. And how could she grow up in Germany and not, not speak German? <laughs> but after this interview, I did buy the album, and it was it was beautiful. Yeah, I bought it too, but it was actually jazz songs. It wasn't oh, I spoken bought, word. I, I bought a spoken word one. It was, it was nice. All right. I, yeah, so it wasn't all lies. I guess I guess I just don't, yeah. I'm, I'm just grossly misinformed, which is kind of says something about me it's it's sad really um or maybe she was having a laugh having a larf yeah yeah <laughs> larf that's a good one uh well that was that that was our last clip um what a fun fun time to look back and it was nice that we could do this it took us like 10 minutes to put this this part of it together that was that was nice to yeah, have a super easy quick week. yeah yeah and uh I don't know. You know, look, listening back to those, it's, for me, it's just uh, it's just poignant to see how much we've grown. Yes. Oh, people. yeah. Yeah. As people, as podcasters, or as pa- podcast I. As, just... as, dare I say, geniuses. Oh, yes. Our genius has grown in leaps and bounds. Uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, listening back to that 1985 episode, good God, I... You know, we we were young. We didn't ha- have refined tastes. Um, I don't think our balls have even dropped. Pr- probably not. Nope. Um, I mean, still. No, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know. Whenever I hear people talk about uh, getting kicked in the balls, I'm like, what? What are you talking? It's fine. 
Look like getting kicked anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been a great uh, two years slash one hundred episodes. Right, and it is funny how it's so perfect. Hundred episodes right on the second year. Yeah, on the dot. Yeah. I mean, it it almost is enough to make you believe in a god. Um, or you know, really just believe that the Babylonians had their shit together. Well, they did more that's, than we do. Yeah, it's clear. Um, but. Yeah, no that that was that was very fun looking back, and I uh, thank you guys all for for joining us uh, for these 100 episodes, or even just this episode. I mean, right? I don't care when you come in. Should I do the spiel? Yeah, do it. Right oh, wait, are we doing recommendations? I think I think we won't. You know, I recommend this podcast. Yes, a double double yep. recommendation for this podcast. Okay, yeah, do the spiel. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail um, rate us highly on iTunes like us on Facebook and if you've already liked us on Facebook like the individual episodes as they're posted because that puts us up there too as some of our greatest greatest fans already do thank you David yeah thank you yeah I don't know who else voted so thank you uh, Faceless Mass um, that that is the actual name of our, our other fan Faceless Mass so um, yeah thank you um and I don't know what we're doing next week. It's probably going to, uh, well, probably. It might be a music one. It might be something else. You know, we've gone, we've gotten to 100 now. We don't need to. Uh, Maybe we'll have an, another interview with a charity person. It could be. Shit, I don't know. I d- unlike the uh, gas station attendant, I do not see the future. So, uh, But anyway, thanks to everybody again for listening. And uh, thanks to Pat for doing 100 episodes with me. Thanks to John for doing 100 episodes with me. And until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Rain
Your defenses, vanity and security.